Um, let's continue the sugya. We, we stopped bang smack in the middle yesterday of the sugya of Bishal Acha Bishal, both Bedovalach and Bedovayavish. So let's just recap a moment, just to understand where we're holding. Azariah, this is Gavaldi, because we're going to talk about the difference between Ashkenazim and Svaradim. Okay, big differences. Okay? I said that, you know, whenever there's going to be a difference, we'll try to discuss it. Today is definitely going to be a big nafkamina, and it's important to know the difference as well. Um, so like this. Once something is cooked, you can no longer cook it, right? That's, we said that very, very clearly. Once something is fully cooked, edible, according to everyone, everyone would eat it that way. It is no longer subject to bishal. Ein bishal acha bishal. That is the general rule. We then set a difference between a dover yavish and a dover lach. And we explained that if you have a dover yavish, if you have a dry piece of food, a piece of chicken, piece of kegel, something like that, dry, solid piece of food, it's fully cooked, it's no longer subject to bishal. Even if it's freezing cold, and you are heating it up, there's no problem with bishal. We gave two disclaimers. Disclaimer number one is, there's a way of heating it up that's mutter, and there's a way of heating it up that's osa. Whether that is, um, you know, on top of something else, or it's on the crock pot, or on the hot plate, or something similar, we'll talk about that when we get to the halachas of shihiyah, the Isa Hashem, when we start to talk about the drabonons. But the basic idea is, there are halachas when heating up something that is dry, taking a schnitzel out of the fridge, is not so simple just to put it onto the hot plate, or something similar, that's a disclaimer number one. Disclaimer number two, is you cannot change the original method of cooking that it was cooked in originally, to a different method. So if something, for example, was cooked in heat, without liquid, you cannot now heat it up with liquid. That is something that we're going to discuss in Mitzvah Shem. By the time we get there, probably after Shavuos, because we have to take a little break, uh, probably tomorrow, and start discussing already some of the halachas that are Nagea to uh, the Yontov of Shavuos Haba Aleinu Retoiva. So, that is the general rule when it comes to a Dover Yavish. Then we moved on to something very important that's called Bishalach Abishal by a Dover And we mentioned that there's a major Bachloikas Rishonim, and we even mentioned the Rishonim, huge Bachloikas Rishonim, is Bishal Acha Bishal Badovalach a problem, or is it not a problem? Meaning, when you take a liquid <coughs> that was previously cooked, <coughs> excuse me, I'm not talking about taking a liquid that is cold from the tap, from the faucet, whatever. That's not cooked according to everyone. I'm talking about a liquid that was previously cooked, like a chicken soup or something similar to that, a chocolate sauce, gravy, whatever, and it went cold. So the halach is that, even though it's a malchikas rishonim, Shulchan Aruch says, the Mishabura Paskins, that we paskin, which means that you cannot heat up a liquid that is cold. We then defined... What is the definition of cold? How do we define cold? And here we have a machlekes between the Sfaradim and the Ashkenazim. Very simple. That according to Sfaradim, cold means under Yad boy. So that means it can still be very, very nice and warm. And, and people would serve it, people would drink it, people would eat it. But it's under Yad boy. Halachically, that's called cold. Which makes sense, because halachically something's called cooked at Yad boy. So I can understand that it's uncooked below Yad boy. So according to the Svaradim, any liquid that is under Yad boy is considered to be halachically cold. Which means you cannot go along and reheat that liquid, even in a permitted way, for example, on top of something else that's on top of something else on the hot plate. Because at the end of the day, if you're going to heat it to the shear of Yad boy, you're doing bishop with a dovalach. You understand? People made this mistake, by the way. 
They think that if I'm putting, let's say, for example, I've got the tray of Kegel on the hot plate, and I'm putting a liquid on top of that, so it's not really on the hot plate, it's on top of something which is on top of the hot plate. No, no, no. If the liquid is going to reach out as a lettuce boy, it is asa. That's called bishalach habishal budavalach, you're heating up davalach. Next, Ashkenazim. According to the Ramah, and Gletal explains it, Shri Sashabra talks about it Mufurish, very simple. It says, we don't go with Yad Saleris boy. It's a massive Chiddush, because our Pialacha, the Halachic states, Yad Saleris boy is hot, and under is cold. We know that from Yeridea, for example, in many places. But over here, we have a special Kula, and that is, it's a Kula for Ashkenazim, that as long as people would serve it, or drink it in that heat, that is considered to be hot. If it's so cooled down, that no longer would anybody eat it, in that fashion, drink it in that heat, it's too cold, no one's going to drink a tea that way, no one's going to have chicken soup that way. So that's considered to be halakhically cold. Okay, so there's no official temperature. According to Ashkenazim, it's very, very makal, because the, the, the temperature of the liquid can be much lower than it can be for Svadim. Because here we're not dealing with Yatsel Lesboy, we're dealing much lower than Yatsel Lesboy. Which means, if you have liquid, let's get the clonin very clear, and then we'll get to the examples. If you have a liquid that is warm enough that people would serve it, people would drink it, people would eat it in that heat, Nuhi. The halach is that's considered to be hot. Therefore, to make it even hotter is fine. It's like continuing bishal of a chunna, which is already fully cooked. Is everybody with me? Why? It's, a, it's an economy. It's subjective. An economy. It's subjective. Well, anyway, that we're dealing with the chumr of him, so that's why it's another two of what they say. Also, that doesn't make a major enough kamina. It's the shit that most people would drink it at this stage. When you have a tea that's lukewarm, that people would still drink it, or a chicken soup that's lukewarm, that people would have it. I hear. But if it's so cold in a way that people wouldn't serve it or drink it or eat it, then it's something else. Okay. So there is a ba- that's basically what we covered most of yesterday. Um, by the way, what is the definition? of a solid, and what's the definition of a liquid? And this is actually quite Nagea. So sometimes, for example, you can have a gravy of meat, or you can have something similar, which, I don't know what it is. Is it a solid, and therefore I'm allowed to heat it up, because it's a imbishalach habishabadabiyavish? Or is it a lach, is it a liquid, which is not allowed to be heated up? Eli, are you with me? Hear the question, right? Azari, you got it? <coughs> what's that? We'll get to that in a minute. That's, that's, that's already solid. I'm talking about something which is in between. What, what, when do we consider something a solid and when do we consider a liquid? What would mean the source on it? Right. So Rabbi has a tshuva in Chedit Dalada in Dalada and he says very simple. And he says, you know what the gather is? Remember this gather for the rest of your life, Nasimeya. It's a Gavaldic gather. If it pours, it's got a din of a davalach. If it doesn't pour, it's got a din of a daviyavish. Okay, and it's enough kamina legabi many, many things. Legabi hilchos yeridea, and legabi hilchos yerichayim and hilchos shabbos. If it's pourable, it's a davalach. Therefore, it cannot be reheated. If it's not pourable, that's a davayavish. Now, you with me? Make sense so far? It's good? If it's a davayavish. Finished? Not going to repeat that. Let us move on. What happens... What happens, Ev? Ah. What happens if you have a solid food that has liquid in it as well? Let me give you an example, right? What if you have a schnitzel? Does schnitzel have any liquid in it? Davy, you're going to like this one. Does schnitzel have any liquid in it? (laughs) Every schnitzel has oil, right? If you squeeze a schnitzel, which you're not allowed to do on Shabbos, that's a different shayla. I'm not going into now, Shemchov. 
That's not true. You fry it in oil. Yes, it is. You put it in oil to begin with. Okay. Yosef, what do you tell you Yeah? Yes? No. What? Does it have liquid or not? A schnitzel? Tully, what do you tell you As far as I know, every schnitzel has a little bit of moisture in it, right? Has a little bit of moisture. Oh! Says Asha, every food has moisture, so everything should be Asha, because there's always a double lach in Thai food. What's the tarots? A small amount of moisture is not really considered to be anything, and therefore if it's got a little bit of... For example, by the way, when you heat up a Kegel, when you heat up a Kegel, if it's a very oily Kegel, you push it down, you're gonna, there's oil there. And what's almost dripping in oil, it's covered in oil that you can pour the whole tray that way and that way, and you see the oil going in different directions. I'm talking about every good Kegel, if you press it with your finger, it has oil oozing out of it. So, does that mean that's a double up? That's something else. That's quite liquid, sir. That's separate. I'm talking about within the food itself. Huh? Very nice. The maisa. The maisa. Everything's got moisture in it, and the maisa, that is okay. That's not called heating up a double up. That's heating up a double yobesh. That happens to have some moisture. That is absolutely fine. I'll tell you where this is quite negaya. You take a um, challah out the freezer, for example. Now, when you take a challah out the freezer, there are icicles. Now, I'm not getting involved now whether or not you guys are going to have to answer this yourselves. If you take the challah, turn up to down and shake it, is that considered to be boira? Right? I don't know anything about boira, but you guys are learning it, so you'll tell me. There's another interesting one, by the way. People do this all the time. It's a great shadow, this one. This could be a shadow according to Dereisa, according to Mr. is that if you take the challah and you dip it into, into the salt a few times, three, seven, whatever you do, and, and then you realize, oh, there's too much salt on it. So you give it a shake to get rid of the egg. I'm not talking about you're a little kid and you're like dipping it into salt and eating it. I'm talking about a grown adult that doesn't want so much salt and you shake it up. That could be boira de raisa, right? That could be boira de raisa, no? Is that, is that boira de raisa? Because people do this all the time. I mean, I don't know, but I'm saying you guys are learning boira, no? No, no, not, not on Shabbos. They do it during the week. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. You take the challah and it's got icicles. Okay, let's leave out Boira right now. There's no Boira. I don't know anything about Boira. No idea. The guys who are learning in the Chaburu will tell you whether it's Boira or not. But leaving out Boira, are you allowed to take the Chala and put it on the hot plate, put it on top of the urn, wherever you put it, on top of something else, to heat up the Chala when the icicles are going to melt? I'm not doing it for the melting? What? I get Hanor from it? So that's the, that's together? So, I mean, if that's not my kavon, then it's okay, right? We're digging it deeper and deeper and deeper. It's getting worse. <laughs> um, so, the mice are like this. The mice are like this. If, for example, there are a lot of icicles, big chunks, that's a problem. If it's small little pieces of ice that are just going to melt into the challah, the end of Shemesh you talk about there by the Pashtida, there's no problem with that whatsoever, that is fine. However, if you have a tray that has chicken or meat pieces on it, and there's gravy on the bottom, and that gravy is pourable, when you go like that, the whole thing moves this way and that way, Avada, that's Asa, on Shabbos to reheat the chicken in that way, even if it's on top of something else, because ultimately you are heating up a Dovalah. Ruben, are you with me? 
And heating up a davalach on Shabbos Kodesh is mamish osagomel. So people that take a chicken tray out of the fridge on Shabbos and they heat it up, even if, and I'm going to say this again and again because people make this mistake, Shimon, they think if you put it on top of something else, then I'm okay. No. If the liquid is going to get to Yad the lettuce boy, then rather it's also without any shayla whatsoever. So what do you need to do? You need to pour off the liquid and then heat up the chicken, but then you're stuck with another shayla. Bye. I don't know, wherever you go, but so whichever turn you go, we're going to get you. Anyway, moving on to another Shaila, and that is something that Rav Shlomo Zalman talks about. Rav Shlomo Zalman talks about this Shaila. Does anybody know what a hot chocolate souffle is? Can anybody spell souffle? <laughs> hot chocolate souffle, somebody... Maise Shaya, Rabbi Sai. Asha, Maise Shaya. Maise Shaya, somebody knocked on my door. I was in the middle of the Suda, and he comes in with... Two hot chocolate souffles. So I couldn't just bring one, I've got to bring one of your wife. Also, we wanted you to try it. I said, seriously, like that's, you really, it's so nice of you. And that's a nice neighbor. It's a Shaila Hilmas Brochus, by the way. If you didn't have Kavano when you washed and a neighbor brings something in, you have to make a new Brochus. I don't know anything about Brochus. But I could leaving that Hilmas Brochus. I'm like, if you've got an ulterior motive, why? He says, yeah, I want to know if I'm allowed to heat this up on Shabbos. Right? Now, it all depends, it all depends how it's made. I don't know if the Olam are, are Bikiyim, in knowing how to do chocolate souffle. So we're going to discuss this a little bit, a few minutes. It reminds me, um, yesterday I was on the way to, uh, to, uh, down to Ramana Shkol to give a shit. So the taxi driver, right, this is one of those taxi stories. I don't know when we take a taxi, but this is one of the taxi stories. He says to me, what are you doing? I said, I'm giving shit for ladies. He said, really? You're allowed to give shit for ladies? So we got into the whole discussion. Then he says, what are you, what are you giving shit on? I said, I'm giving shit on Shuas. Yontav of Shuas is coming. He said, oh wow, you're giving the recipes of cheesecake? Anyway, that was Gavaldi. That was a great starter for the shit. Huh? Did you ask them? Did you ask them? Yeah, whatever. Huh? Did you ask them? No, I didn't ask. But the question, the question is. When you have a souffle. When you have a souffle, so it depends how it's made. Um, a really good souffle, by the way, is one when you cut it open and the liquid oozes out, right? And by the way, um, I don't know if anyone knows, the way they make it is the actual liquid inside is not different to the outside case. It's actually the same. It's the same recipe, but it's not so cooked. In other words, you take it out at a stage where it, the heat of the oven uh, sort of cooked the outside, baked the outside of it, but left the inside, so to speak, raw. But it's not raw. You can have it. It's not a problem. Right. Now, some people stick a chocolate in the middle. That's a different shayla. Very good. That will be different to this. We're not discussing the chocolate. It's a good one. Now, if that's true, that when you open it up, the liquid oozes out, that will be problematic. That's a lot of liquid, and that will be problematic. Whereas, if it's only a small amount, which Ramazama discusses, talking about a donut, where he says they used to take a donut and want to heat it up, and the jelly inside, sorry, jam, jam, yeah. Um, the jam inside would get, would get, <laughs> Danny, that was for you. Jam. Okay, got it? Jam. Okay. It's like giving a whole share on Hilkos And the guy on the end of the share comes over and says, Robert, that was an amazing share. That was beautiful. Could you just explain one thing? What does the word boira mean? After the whole share, you know? So I wanted to make sure that you understood. It's jam. Okay, good. So, heating up a donut, Shreman Zalman says, is mutter. 
It's a small amount of liquid. It's encased within something else. It comes from the Shulchanach at the end of Semitish and Yitchas. talks about Pashtida, and that is Muta. If it's a large amount of liquid inside the souffle, or anything similar to that, that will be problematic. And that now leads us on to the next Shaila, which is an important Shaila. Don't even mention this as well. It's negated to souffle, it's negated to chicken gravy, it's negated to lots of things. Rabbi, so listen to the following Shaila. What does the Olam say? If you have something that is right now congealed, so it's a solid. But when you heat it up, it will melt and turn into a liquid. Does that have a din right now of a solid? And therefore, if it's got a din of a solid, it's a Dovi Yovish, Eim B'Shalach HaVishu B'Dovi Yovish, never tomorrow to heat it up. Or did it have, have a din of a Dovi Lach, because it will turn into a Dovi Lach, and therefore, it's got a din of Yesh B'Shalach HaVishu B'Dovi Lach, and therefore it will be also to heat up. You hear the Kasha? Right? What are you telling me? New Yitzhi, what do you say in such a case? Right now it's a solid. It's going to turn into a liquid. Does that have a dinner of a Yavish? Does that have a dinner of Ellie, what do you want to say? Dying to say it. Say it. It's okay. We won't turn the camera around. No one will know. It's fine. No? Anybody? I mean, I guess there's a 50-50 chance of guessing whenever you want, right? Why are you treating it like a Right now it's a solid. It's a dinner of a solid. I guess it's a 50-50 chance, right? <laughs> Comes along the Mogan Avram. And the Mogan Avram, which the Bishop Rubin's Halach Alamaisa says, it's got a din of a solid. It's got a din of a solid right now. It's a solid. It's got a din of a solid over there. However, stop right there. Nobody walk out yet. I want to ask Rabbi Lobach, what do I do? You know, if a guy's in the middle of a shit, and we're giving, you know, all the things that are awesome, you can't do this, you can't do this, you can't do this. And then he's like, oh gosh. And he walks out the shit. And at the end of the shit, we're like... However, there are coolers and there are ways and whatever. I said, Rebbe Sul, I said, Rebbe, what do I do? You know, they're, they're not learning all the whole sugi. He said, it's not your problem. Right? The Gemara says it many times in Shas, right? Sometimes, why do you come to be Smedrish in the afternoon? You didn't hear the rest of the sugya. So that's not my problem. If anybody dis- doesn't listen right now, that's not my problem. The Maestro Mogadavos says it's got a dinner of Yavish, which means you're allowed to eat it up. But there's a problem. What's the problem? The Olam knows the problem, No. That's not my problem. I just put on it already. Then it's on it already. I'm not putting it on. No, Mogadavom says it's go by right now. Rabbi said, what's the problem? Hello? Oh! Now we get, he comes along Yitzi and says, Noilad. That's what you meant, right? No, say better. That's what you meant. Noilad means to change the state of something from one idea to another one. Zog the Paiskim. Now, by the way, Noilad is one of those mysterious things. Nobody really knows why it's Asa and why it's a problem. Shukhanat is shit in Tainis, it's a Makkah, Whatever, we're not going into now Hilchas Noilad. What is the problem with, you know, water that comes from the air conditioning and whipped cream and all these sorts of shaders? That's a Noilad Sugya. But, it's his right. You might be Al Hilchas Bishal okay, because it's a Dove Yavesh and the Ain Bishalach Abishal Dove Yavesh. But to put the gravy on that's going to melt into a liquid, is problematic. Why? Because you're changing the state from solid to liquid, which is asa through heat, which we're not going to go through at this moment of time because maybe we'll talk about it a bit later. One last halacha for today, Rabbi Sai, because I want to stop at the halachas of Bishlach Bishl, take a break for Shvuas, and after Shvuas, get back into Bishlach Afiyah Bishl, which is a brand new sugya. And that also Ashkenazim and big enough community, we'll talk about it. But one, one, one last shayla for the Rabbi Sai, for the Olam. Based on what we've said, how careful do you have to be? We mentioned this at the end of the shit yesterday. How careful do you have to be when you take the ladle that is wet from the chicken soup and you put it back in, you dunk it back into the chicken soup simply because the liquid, the droplets that are on there have cooled down. So if they've cooled down to the level that 
Some would even drink the chicken soup in that heat. Then according to Ashkenazim, it would be motor to run the chicken soup. According to Svarim, it would be yasa. The same applies to the lid of the, of the kruppa. When you take it off, and you start serving, and then you want to put the lid back on. So again, it depends how long it was off for. If it was off for the amount of time that it's complete, completely freezing, then everyone would hold this asa. You're going to have to shake it off first before you put it back on. Whereas, if it's still nice and warm, so according to Ashkenazim, be motor, according to Svarim, you're going to have to dry it off. The same would be with the droplets in your cup. After you have used the cliche, there's all cups over there in the coffee area that people have used previously, right? That's how it goes. So again, it depends. If they're cold, then you cannot do anything. You need to shake it out first. Like Ramosha says a few times, you shake it out before reusing it. But be careful, because if you put that cup under the tap, under the faucet, and you use water that was never previously cooked, then according to everyone, you're going to have to be careful. Only what we're discussing is droplets and liquid that has been previously cooked, then in a Hanami, there's what to be made of if it's still warm. But in a case where it's not, it was never ever cooked before, like it came from the tap because you washed out the ladle. People go over to the sink, they open the tap, they wash out the ladle, and then put it back in the chicken soup with the cholent or something similar to that. According to everyone, that's going to be asa, because that's for sure not cooked in that case. So you have to be careful when you have liquids and droplets that were previously cooked. Well, basically, just to end with one last thing to finish off the sugya, and that is mixing hot water and cold water together. Very negay. I've seen people look at me in a very strange way when I make a baby bottle, and this is very negay. You take a baby bottle of milk, and you want to add some hot water in order to make the baby bottle have a nice, warm, uh, te- you know, temperature. So what do you do? So people are busy with cliches and all sorts of things. I do very simple. I take the bottle, I pour the milk in it, and then I put it on straight under the under the urn, and I pour from the urn. <gasps> people go, would you eat the or whatever? So the halacha is like this. This is a sugin sif yud, sif yud alaf, ambati, which is a whole base a whole sugar. I'm gonna, I'm gonna crack it down to one small, very simple step. And that is like this. When you add hot water into cold water, if the end result is not yadze lettuce boy, you're okay. By the way, people do this. They're drinking a coffee, drinking a tea. It went a little bit schwach, so they want to reheat it. Meaning, they want to go put it in under the urn and add some hot water to their tea or to their coffee to make the temperature go higher. The halacha would be only depending on whether the end result is Yad Saladisboy. If the end result is Yad Saladisboy, you have big problems. If the end result is not Yad Saladisboy, then you are okay. And that is a general rule. If your chicken soup, for example, right, it's cooled down and you want to add more chicken soup. Again, same idea. And let's go the other way around. This is also something that people don't have. If you've got a pot of chicken soup, which is boiling hot, off the fire, and you have finished your chicken soup, you've got half a bowl left, which is now warm, and you want to tip it back into the pot, you'll be over on Bishal if the liquid is under the amount of or the amount that people will drink it. If it's really, really lukewarm, then it means that chicken soup cannot be poured back into the pot, because obviously that will be an Israel Bishal. In Mitzvah next time, we'll discuss the Lachas of Bishal after a break from Shavuos Beza Hashem.